Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, direct response marketing expert, Seth Green, joined as always by the inventor of the infomercial and the original shark on the hit TV show, Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us. Fantastic. Thanks, Seth. Great to be here. Awesome. Today, our very special guest is Kurt Phelps. Kurt is the co-founder of GNR, one of the nation's largest, most successful recruiting firms. He is also the inventor of professionalrelationshipmanager.com, which we're going to talk about today and uh, quite a few other irons in the fire. Kurt, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Well, let's dive right in. Tell us a little bit about uh, how you got started as a Fortune 500 headhunter, so to speak, and then we'll talk about the transition. Well, it's a a funny story, and and of course, my parents weren't overly excited about it, right? So I I started my career off as going to RIT here up in Rochester as a mechanical engineer. Went through that typical route, uh, got my first corporate job with a big company called Amp, which is now Tyco, and Mm. went typical corporate process of of the beginning stages of mechanical engineering degree. Job didn't really enjoy it that much. Very slow corporate world. Um, I transitioned into being an application engineer selling software. And then uh, just a crazy thing. One of the the sales guys that uh, was one of the leading sales guys for the software company, which was called PTC or Parametric Technology Corporation, um, he, uh, he had a really close friend that owned an engineering recruiting firm. And I decided to, uh, listen, I, to be honest with you, it, it, as an apps guy, we were doing all the work, to be honest with you. The sales guys don't want to hear this, but we were doing all the work. And they would give a 20-minute presentation. We were doing four-hour demos, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I decided I, I wanted to make a lot more money. And I could. And the sales guys were making double what I was making, even though I was busting my butt. Mm-hmm. So I, I decided to, um, to, to, to meet with some guys in the engineering recruiting firm. And I, it, it kind of led to some conversations. The partners were... Uh, engineers themselves and, and and my family had a fit right I was going to a really well compensated role at a young age hmm. suddenly I was going to 100% commission three months of a draw of 1500 bucks going into the world of recruiting for high-tech companies wow. and what year was that that was back in 90 so I graduated 95 so it would have been about 97 and you've now recruited, GNR obviously has grown a lot. And t- talk a little bit about the number of candidates and folks you've, hi- you, you've worked with in some of the Fortune 500 companies you've worked for. Yeah, so about a year and a half, and it was funny, one of the, the things that when I first started that firm, they said we can never get into Dell. 
and Dell was booming back then. And I remember I called the guy at Dell, they had the gatekeeper and he was ripping me a new butt. Like you can't believe just pounding me and pounding me and I wouldn't give up. So he finally said, all right, do this, go find this type of person. If you do it, you can work with Dell. And I went and did it, found a guy within three weeks and boom, I was exploding with Dell and, and, and I became the, lar- the, the, the number one recruiter within the firm. So a year and a half later, I started GNR, decided to go out on my own. And that was in 2000, of course, a year before the recession, right? Not, not the mm. best time to start a recruiting firm. But, you know, we, we focused on the high-tech world over the past uh, 18 years. There isn't a product that you haven't touched today that mm. I probably haven't recruited for uh, in the high-tech world. And we've evolved from recruiting and engineering to, of course, all functional areas of companies, all the way up to, um, you know, the executive staff. And we get to work with a lot of fun stuff. Like today, uh, one of the companies I'm growing aggressively is OneWeb. And OneWeb is the big competitor of SpaceX today. So, nice. you, know, uh, they, they, you know, SoftBank has invested $5 billion in. They're starting to put, you know, actually two weeks, the first satellites are going to go up. Um, so, so I'm really lucky that in my world, I've been able to work with the most forefront of the technology before everybody sees it and help building those organizations from startups all the way to fortune 100 uh, companies. And that's, and part of the reason is that there's not too many high tech firms in the country that have owners that are degreed engineers. Well, it's funny. Uh, uh, Ma, uh, SoftBank is, is run by a guy, but his name is Masa Song mm-hmm. and he's on the cover of Wired magazine this month. So I was reading, I've known, I've done deals with the, his people. I've never actually met Masa but he is a real wheeler dealer. I mean, he's, I think he's invested close to a hundred billion. He's got that vision fund and they own a lot of WeWorks and Uber now. And so that that's a great account to have. But one question I have for you, Kurt, so you've been doing this 18 years and like I've been in the SCMT TV business 35 years, but there's been a little disruption towards digital, obviously. And if you're in a retail environment like Sears, there's been disruption from Amazon, is there any disruption happening in the executive recruiting business? And is there a move towards adapting more of the digital processes in your world? Yeah, it's kind of funny. When I, my, one of my first clients was Motorola and we were faxing resumes. I mean, we literally had a fax machine faxing resumes and there wasn't a recruiter in any company yet. I mean, Motorola didn't have recruiters. The, the job description wasn't there yet. So after the last 20 years, it's been an unbelievable migration to, to where every company has a recruiter. I mean, every company, small, medium, and large. So you think about the quantity of people recruiting today, you know, it's just unbelievable. And then we have this, of course, substantial digital world. And of course, I'm not sure if you guys remember back in the late nineties where monster took a huge risk and they put a Super Bowl ad up to show monster.com for the first time. And nobody knew what it was. Hmm. We had this big explosion of, of course, of the job board world um, in the digital side. Unfortunately, today we see an issue with that because we've all become commoditized a little bit in that job board world, right? Yeah. And then, of course, we've seen the big impact of LinkedIn, right? And, you know, we, I was fortunate to be one of the first users of LinkedIn back in the early days, and we were one of the first firms that would work in with them. And to be honest, we really didn't know where it was going to go. Nobody did. Right. And, you know, it kind of went to this explosion of growth. And then, of course, everything kind of changed when Microsoft bought them which made a big influence and impact too. But, you know, the big issue that we're seeing today in the marketplace, and this is just my kind of crystal ball of, of where we're seeing things go next is, you know, 20 years ago was job boards. The last 10 years ago was LinkedIn. You know, we've seen the biggest 
influence in the last two years in the job market than I've seen in the last 20 years. And, and that biggest influence is the fact that when I recruit today, say I'm recruiting for a VP of sales, I can recruit everybody now, right? Not 10% of the market, not 20, not 50, 450 million profiles in LinkedIn today. Every adult breathing body is there. Hmm. I now have the ability to recruit everybody. Okay. So that, that's making a huge impact in the candidate market today because you have unlimited competition against you today. So if you use those typical means of job boards and, and recruiters, it's much harder today. And that's where obviously, which led into multiple years ago of, you know, executives asking me, you know, what's the best way to find a job? And I always, you know, it's your network, right? I mean, it's gotta be your network today. We're too overwhelmed with profiles. There's too many resumes the only way you can separate yourself out from that world today will be your reputation right. and that's your network. Unfortunately, when I asked the question over the last 15 years, how many people in your professional network do you reach out to personally on an annual basis? And this is all the way up to CEOs too. The answer is always less than 20. Yeah. That's a remarkable thing, right? Executives and professionals today, even though they have thousands of connections, they literally communicate still with less than 20 people in yeah, the network. Wow. Hey, do you have any kind of programs that you use to teach uh, people how to present themselves better, how to, you know, interact with the, the interview process or any of that kind of stuff? Or do you just kind of just assume the people you're dealing with at the level they are, that they already know these things? Oh, no. I mean, when, when I take a candidate through the process, it's very much engaging. I mean, that's obviously what you have to look at the quality of that recruiter is will they support you through that process? I kind of joke, I learned many years ago, I, I literally had an executive go into a Dell interview with a black suit and white socks. Okay. So at the end of the interview, everybody in the room was just talking about the guy's white socks. Right. <laughs> You know, it's, it's amazing. You know, you can't assume anything today. So, yeah, I mean, we, I engage very heavily in that process, understand the environment, especially because I do a tremendous amount of startups. So, as we all know, that the, probably the hardest skill to find is entrepreneurship. Yeah. And someone that has a corporate background. So, preparation is, is something that I don't say I have a program for, but we, we do very heavily when we specialize. Part, it's part of your process. Yeah. But you did invent a program based on – what you were telling executives to do over the years and them not doing the work or not listening. That's the invention. That's professional relationship manager.com. The first software of its kind. Talk about that. Yeah. So about five or six years ago in that range, you know, I had a lot of people that were coming to me extensively asking me how to best find a job. What should I do? And fundamentally there's only three ways to find a job, job boards, you know, uh, recruiting firms in your network. There is a no other fundamental way. Unfortunately, the recruiting firm in the, in the job board process has become very commoditized. We focus on our network. And, and everybody would always say, I, I get it, Kurt, but how do you do it? And that was the problem. Fundamentally, there was no one really knows how to do it. And, of course, LinkedIn didn't solve it. It didn't teach anybody how to do it. So right. that's, that's when we started to go through the process and talk about it. And, and, and again, this is just – Listen, you know, my network is big. I have a lot of executive relationships. I have to build a process to communicate with them too. I have to stay connected with them. My process ended up being the same as the other executive. Even though our end result was different, the process was the same. So then we started to talk about, okay, fundamentally, we have large networks now. How do we communicate with them? How do we build better relationships? How do we stay better connected? So we talked about, okay, what are we doing for a digital presence? How, how, how are we representing ourselves digitally? You're an executive today. You wouldn't join a company that had a bad website. 
well, where's yours? Right. You know, think, don't think differently than your own. You're the brand. You're right. the company. How would you present yourself? What's your digital presence? That's number one. Number two is if, if, if you join, if you're a 50 year old guy, you're a 30 year company. Where are you organizing your contacts? Where are you organizing your customers after 30 years? You have all this digital data. What are you doing with it? And nobody's organized. Right. We've got it on our phones. We've got them in LinkedIn. We have an Outlook. Nobody's organized. So part of the problem is you don't know. You don't know what to do because you're not organized to begin with. But if you put, if I put you in one of my clients, first 90 days, you'd just be getting organized. Well, we're not organized. So let's get organized. So we started talking about CRM technology. You know, obviously Salesforce, everybody knows CRM technology. Microsoft bought LinkedIn because of that, right, of wanting to, to compete against Salesforce. So let's start implementing CRM technology in our life, right, yes. because for our businesses. The third thing we talked about is we have large networks. We have to be reaching out to hundreds of people now. We have to learn how to automate. How do we consistently communicate and automate in reaching out to a larger network? So we started to talk about automation, how I reached out to a larger network. You know, is, um, is the uh, chairman there of BNI, um, his name? Uh, Ivan Meisner. So he, he, I love how he, he's talking to me about it. And he's just like, you know, when's the best time to plant an oak tree, right? You know, it's 30 years ago, right? So you know, the reality is none of the, the executives are thinking about that same philosophies within their, their, their personal life as they do in the business world. So we started to talk about all those fundamentals. And so five or six years ago, I was giving them kind of a piece puzzle. Okay, you got a guy go build his own personal website, but then who critiqued it and it never changed. Um, they went and got a CRM tool, but it was enterprise based and they didn't know how to use it. Uh, and they only used 10% of it. You know, they were emailing their network and it didn't, it wasn't working. What were you saying and who's critiquing what you're emailing and how are you handling the response? So I was having an issue a little bit with it because there wasn't any tool out there that could provide all of it. So that's when I started building Fellow internally because it would help me support the executive and the professional and better organizing and communicating. And to be honest with you, it gave me a stage to better educate to a larger audience. And as my, as my belief very much is, you know, software as a service is going to be an important piece of our careers next. So talk a little bit about professionalrelationshipmanager.com, which is the evolution of the software now. How it, I mean, it's the first professional relationship manager as opposed right. to customer relationship manager. So talk a little bit about how, what it, the magic that it does and some of the f- results you've gotten. So everybody at this point has some sort of list of contacts today, either LinkedIn or their Outlook or their phones. So what we try to do is we want to, we teach everybody how to export those contacts out of those systems and import them into fellow or in this case, professional relationship manager. And one of the things we discuss through our education is we, we, how to, how you organize your contacts drive how you communicate with them. So if you're a VP, you want to be communicating with VPs and C-suite, you know, investors, VC, private equity, HR recruiting firms. So the system pre-organizes their contacts by levels because that's how we want to communicate. Unfortunately, today, you may have 1,500 LinkedIn connections, but I hate to say it, only 20% of them are worth anything. Right. You know, on top of the fact that we, what we want to focus on reality-wise is the people you know. Unfortunately, we connected with too many people in LinkedIn and really we don't know them and there's not a lot of value. I, I wish they would change that button from connect to follow because you're really following the person. You're really not connecting with them. You're really not building a relationship with them. So within the platform, it pre-organizes. So it takes all my 20 years of the fundamentals of how to organize in your career, and it pre-organizes them, which then allows us to then understand the size of your network, 
how many executive relationships you have to then build a process of how you communicate with them. And then we have pre we have pre-written letters in there. So as you can imagine, over the years, everybody's asking me, okay, what should I say? How should I say it? You know, how should I email my network? How often should I email my network? Well, this is a constant conversation that became similar with everybody. So yeah. all information is now in the platform. So you can use the templates and use the examples to help you organize. And, and you can even, as an elite member, we can critique it. We'll critique it. We'll, we'll take a look at it. You know, and one of the strengths of the program is that, well, as opposed to LinkedIn, where you send a LinkedIn message and not everybody checks their LinkedIn very often, it'll allow you to send an email directly to that person and get, you know, 100% deliverability and an insanely high open rate, correct? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, less than 20, um, 25% of people today log into LinkedIn once a month. So if statistics show today that 20% of the people on the, in, in, are looking. So what does that tell you about LinkedIn? Most of the people that are using LinkedIn are the ones that are active job seekers. So, you, you know, you think about your network. Most of them are actively looking. And, and I use the same concept, too, is you would never in-mail your customer. Don't in-mail your network, right? You got an email address. Email them direct. Own the data. Organize it and communicate with your network directly. Make it easy for them to communicate back with you. Make it easy for them to get your contact information and organize it themselves. So within the platform, it's, the, it's that we've created the PRM concept because CRM is really an enterprise term. PRM is we wanted to focus it more towards your career, professional relationship manager, but it is the concept of owning and organizing your contacts and building a process to better consistently communicate with them because as we evolve in this next phase of career development, the crystal ball is the people that invest in the networks will get the better jobs. You know, as a recruiting firm, we're losing jobs because hiring managers are hiring more from their networks because of the digital world. So if you're only communicating with 15, 20 people, you're getting missed out in a tremendous amount of opportunities because you're not staying connected with your network. And, and I hate to say it, LinkedIn isn't solving it. I mean, it's so just it'll not. Let you, it'll let you organize, it'll organize your contacts for you. It'll let you communicate with them directly. And then it also allows you to build that personal website to brand yourself you were talking about. Yeah, we, 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 as, as we evolve, you know, 20 years ago, it was business cards. It was, uh, you know, paper resumes. We've evolved to online profiles, online resumes, signatures. I, I'm a big believer the next phase of career development will be personal professional websites. We need to humanize ourselves next. Unfortunately, we all look the same on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. okay? If you're going to build better relationships with your network, you know, first 50% of an interview is functional. Second 50% is chemistry. You're not going to hire someone you don't like. So we can create better chemistry by opening ourselves up in the digital world by adding some personal stuff besides professional. I mean, we have, you know, when you look at a lot of the personal websites in the platform, you know, we have a lot of people that talk about stories of how they started their career and how it came about to where they're at today. It should be, you know, it should be Seth's story. It should be Kevin's story, not just the job changes you've made. Yeah. And you've had incredible results with people using your software, finding their next dream role, their board position, their next career. We have 100%. I mean, I, I hate to say it, and, and again, thankfully, I haven't had a member yet that their network doesn't like them. <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of a win-win for us a little bit because it, it's just getting organized and building a process to people you've already met all these years. You don't yeah. need to sell them. They already know you. You don't send in resumes. You're just reconnecting, having a cup of coffee, talking on the phone, and we're just helping you build a process to be professional about it. So, we haven't had anybody that's not been successful because it's, you know, obviously it's your network. Yeah. Got and it. then you have, I believe you've got a very special offer for our listeners where they can go get a 14 day free trial. Yes. So we have 
uh, a 14 day trial. You can come in there, you can schedule an appointment with us and talk to us. We can go through a demo uh, of the platform to kind of educate you in the process. And you know, what I try to emphasize with fellow, it's more than just the digital platform and it has to be, it's the advice too. The advice is just as important. There isn't anything that, that, that a member can't bring to me after 20 years that I haven't dealt with at this point. So, you know, we're going to be here and guide you because it's not just your problem today of finding a job. It's, it's the rest of your career. You know, at some point, you have to come to realize that you need to invest in your network to help control your destiny. Gotcha. If you don't, you, you know, the word in our world today, the world of being found is over. There's 450 million profiles. Can't be found anymore, right? You have to invest yourself into a process to organize and communicate with your network. And the people that do will get the better jobs. It's just common sense at this point. And we help you and follow with that process. Kurt, we greatly appreciate your being here. Um, that offer is going to be at professionalrelationshipmanager.com where they can go get that 14-day trial, 14 free trial and check out the amazing software you have built to help people find their next dream role. Hey, listen, I appreciate the opportunity to be here and appreciate to, the chance to talk about, you know, fellow. I appreciate it so much. Hey, Kurt, great to, great to see you today. And uh, stay warm over the next few months, and uh, we'll, we'll be seeing you soon. Probably one of the conferences coming up, hopefully. Uh, good. Enjoy your uh, – hit them well tomorrow. Okay, good. Thank you, man. Take care. See you guys. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.